0: Welcome back, I'm Sarah and this is your weekly Witch Fix. Today we'll be taking a look at Dragon Age for the Xbox 360 and Xbox One. I came to Dragon Age quite late in life after they'd already released the three games that are currently out. They are in order, Dragon Age Origins, the imaginatively named Dragon Age 2 and Dragon Age Inquisition. Apparently they are working on a Dragon Age 4, not that I'm obsessed in any way dragon age inquisition is the only title that is currently available on the xbox one but the first two games are backwards compatible for the xbox one which is ideal because like everybody else my xbox 360 is broken today i'll be focusing on dragon age origins which is the first game in the series basically a sort of dungeons and dragons role-playing game you pick agenda race and class that is your fighting class not whether you shop at iceland or waitrose you customise your character and venture out into the world of Phaedas! Where you meet and befriend various non-player characters who fight with you in teams of three. So you can take three of your new friends everywhere you go. You can also romance some of those characters depending on your gender. This is billed as quite a small portion of the game but is actually what I would describe as 90% of the purpose of playing it again. In between all of that you go through about 12 novels worth of dialogue, a few quests, a lot of looting of corpses and the odd really frustrating dragon fight origins gets its name because you play a different beginning or origin story depending on the race that you chose at the start the races available to you are human just to be different elf and dwarf with the added distinctions of city elf which are basically elves that live in a small ghetto in a human city dalish elves which are elves that live in a small ghetto out in the forest and dwarf noble and dwarf commoner dwarf commoners live in a small ghetto in the dwarven city underground so um there's a a theme here with the downtrodden if however you are like me and want to play every game where you have magic powers you will have the one magical origin and that's irrespective of race being an elf or a human doesn't change that origin dwarves can't actually use magic they can make magical objects but the idea is that um through exposure to lyrium crystals which grow underground and provide magic power they've actually lost ability they've become immune and they can't do magic anymore this is lazy writing i want more magic dwarves i just want to give a few warnings just for some mild content that might upset people in playing the game Uh, and that is that there are some mentions specifically in the city elf and the dwarven commoner Sections of the game like the opening origin stories. There are references to sexual assault uh, Prostitution various other things. They are brief mentions and you don't actually see anything take place on the screen But I thought I'd mention it just in case someone finds that quite traumatic in the actual playing of the game But if you steer clear of those origins You should be fine in Dragon Age magic users are called mages and they are gifted at birth with a link to the fade or spirit realm where demons and good spirits wander about Uh, everyone else goes to the fade when they dream except for dwarves who have no connection to the fade but mages are the only ones who are conscious in the fade and that's what makes them so dangerous is that they can obviously commune with demons and spirits and become possessed mages are condemned by the chantry which is the church of the divine maker and his prophet andraste so that's basically just christianity by any other name except that priests and the pope are women in Ferelden, which is the pseudo medieval Englandish type place that the first game takes place, mages are so feared that they are hunted down and kept in the Circle Tower, which is a sort of non optional Hogwarts guarded by Templars which are holy knights who have magic negating powers playing as a mage you get into a bit of trouble with the templars at the circle tower and are summarily recruited to save you from being put to death or being made tranquil which is essentially they perform a ritual on you where they cut your connection to the fade it's sort of like a magical lobotomy you're recruited by the order of the grey wardens who are a mysterious group who fight darkspawn which are basically orcs and they attempt to avert Blights, which are end-of-the-world cataclysmic events caused by Darkspawns and their Demon God, which is known as the Archdemon, imaginatively. For the duration of the game, you and your clucky followers have to try and stop a new Blight that threatens to plunge the world into darkness, and that's not very easy given that the rest of the Grey Wardens die pretty much straight away, and you're being hunted for treason by the one guy who actually killed the king and then blamed you for it magic in dragon age is divided into lots of different classes so you've got like elemental you've got entropic and various different types you can use fire spells lightning spells uh, spells that weaken enemies or put them to sleep um, they all have various different effects and there's quite wordy screens describing those effects to you. i just pick them by how cool the icon looks but then i'm not the best at these things You can also learn additional skills like shape-shifting and being a spirit warrior, which sounds cool but is useless, from non-player characters who you encounter along the way. You also get a magic stick, and you can upgrade that to a more magical -er, stickier stick as the game goes on. And some of those look cool, and some of those look awful. Uh, It has to be said, uh, and has been said, that the combat in Origins is terrible, and it is. It's clunky, it's repetitive. But it's simple and there is something nice about planning on when to use a spell to weaken a large opponent for direct blows from your warrior friends or when to heal said warriors because a dragon has eaten their entire head. Immersion is sort of the point of Dragon Age uh, because it sucks you in and there's quite a lot of story and giving a backstory to you makes you feel like the whole epic tale that you're in is really your story Uh, and you find yourself really I mean at least I do feeling really passionate about defending the rights of yourself and your fellow mages caring about your companions in the world you're in and gaining the powers you need to fight effectively because you want to win and defend your friends and the world that they're in did I mention that there's romance Uh, The romance is sort of the golden glue that holds the game and the narrative together. And whether you choose to woo cocky virginal Templar Knight Alistair or Morrigan, who initially seems thorny and unpleasant, but who is actually thorny and unpleasant, but also fun and interesting. uh, She's a witch of the wilds, which means she was raised outside of the circle by a very powerful sorceress. So uh, there are other characters, but those are I would say the main two that the game kind of pushes you towards as a protagonist they are both very interesting and whichever one you pick you're in for a complex and interesting story albeit one followed by a terrifying and unfortunately hilarious in-game sex scene so you have been warned fortunately they never remove their hessian underwear so you're spared xbox 360 nipples unless you fight a brood mother which are basically all nipples all the time nipples for days the depth of Dragon Age lore is actually really satisfying to me, and as someone who's played all three games, all the downloadable content, read the five expanded universe novels and all the comics, it does sneak up on you. I don't remember deciding to, to dedicate so much time and effort to this, but I did in the end and it is very interesting and I could probably read about it forever. It's my Lord of the Rings. Uh, I recommend this to anyone who likes fantasy games, but also to people who feel like gaming just is not for them. because There's no tricky platforming, you're not going to be falling into pits of doom and having to redo bits over and over again. The controls are really simple and easy to learn and on the casual difficulty setting, which is for people like me, um, you're just there to enjoy a good story. You're just kind of walking around, occasionally hitting something with a magic stick. You also have the benefit of being able to bring three companions with you everywhere. So they can do all the heavy lifting combat wise. Uh, except for a bit where you're in the circle tower and they get taken away from you which I'll be honest is a bit of a bugger but if you do that bit earlier on then the difficulty is scaled down so the things you do first are easier so you can kind of cheat that way so what does Dragon Age teach us about real magic? not a huge amount I mean it's just fun but I mean it does teach us that magic can be feared and mistrusted like a lot of other things And also that it's something you're kind of born to. And I don't mean that in the sense of being like a hereditary witch or being a witch in a past life, because I kind of think that the past life thing is a little bit bollocks. I mean, that's fine if you believe in that sort of thing. I personally don't. What I do believe is that I feel like I was always going to find witchcraft and wicker and that everything that I was interested in before I found out about it somehow kind of, led into that and fed into it and led me there and I feel like it was kind of not destined but definitely looking back there is a path between me and all these things like that I was interested in that took me in a very specific direction which I find quite interesting and that's very much in the same way that a mage is a mage is a mage from the moment they are born. You can buy Dragon Age on Xbox Live Arcade or wherever you find good used games. And now here is an extract from the cutscene at the beginning of the game which is unskippable and so I'd nearly memorised this but I actually did have to look it up in the end. It's basically a little extract of the scripture which describes where Darkspawn come from and what Grey Wardens are so I thought it'd be nice to read that to you. The teaches us that it is the hubris of men which brought the Darkspawn into our world. The mages had sought to usurp heaven, but instead they destroyed it. They were cast out, twisted and cursed by their own corruption, and they returned as monsters, the first of the Darkspawn. They became a blight upon the lands, unstoppable and relentless. The dwarven kingdoms were the first to fall, and from the deep roads The Darkspawn drove at us again and again until finally we neared annihilation. Until the Grey Wardens came. Men and women from every race. Warriors and mages. Barbarians and kings. The Grey Wardens sacrificed everything to stem the tide of darkness and prevailed. It has been four centuries since that victory and we have kept our vigil. We have watched and waited for the Darkspawn to return. But those who once called us heroes have forgotten. We are few now, and our warnings have been ignored for too long. It may even be too late, for I have seen with my own eyes what lies upon the horizon. Maker, help us all. This has been your Witch Fix. Remember you can get in touch at witchfixpodcast at gmail.com, and if you'd like, you can support the podcast by purchasing a copy of my own novel, Wayward, on Amazon for 99p. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next week. Bye!